0: been in a cockpit before.
1: No, sir. I've never been up
0: in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? Do you want me to check the weather, Clarence? No. Why don't you take care of it, Joey? you ever hang around the gymnasium? We
2: better get back now,
0: Joey. No, Joey can stay here for a while.
3: Goodbye.
0: Could I? Okay, if
3: you don't get in the way. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> ah. week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Each week, a motley band of comic readers slash amateur bar contenders attempt to pair cocktails with comic books. All while trying to not sound like a complete morons in the process. It's all in the middle of the process. It's kind of like a sticky thing, kind of, thing. It's kind of cool. You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr can be found know in this.
4: Something? No, what? You read too many comic books. <laughs>
3: we now join Brian. Q, Adam. I'm too sober for this shit
4: And so now, welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast We are, yet again, live Um, We are not nude this time We're in Todd's house, it's respectable It's the suburbs So we're not (laughs) nude, there's no orgy, I'm sorry And I just swallowed something weird and I had 900 number voice And speaking of 900 number voice In sexy sexy Maryland We have, via the interwebs Hi, I'm really (laughs) hungover today.
0: (laughs) It's it's 6 p.m. and I still am in my pajamas, and I've only gotten out of my bed to get liquids. Respect. Respect.
4: We are envious. Um. So yeah. Uh. So then also envious and um, the owner of the the current studio where we're working in we have Todd. Hi,
2: this is Todd. I'd roll out at noon. So I can clean up the house for all this. And put on pants.
1: The pants that was, was the harder
4: part. He's lying, he's not wearing pants. That's true. Pants off, dance off, kids. Um, also- the-
1: with my cock out, woo, spring break.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Spring Break 2009, we got Adam. Have a sue!
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, we're doing the Time Warp again, because uh, we're this comes out weeks after Comic-Con, but it's also the day after Comic-Con. Uh, anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone who uh, showed up, supported uh, the panels I was on. Uh, we actually packed out a room at 10 a.m., which I didn't think was possible. That was impressive. That was, yeah, 10 a.m. panels suck. But again, thank you everyone so much. Uh, Ryan Call, you don't listen, but if you do, you're awesome for setting all this up. As far as me, I uh, review movies for Big Chinese Robot, the Bored as Hell podcast, and I bitch about comic books on here.
4: Yep. And, um, yeah. And then, of course, then I am Brian. I am your cat herder extraordinaire. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'm here to play. So, um, because we are here at Comic-Con, I've been crashing my parents' house, and I had some, it was, it's been very strange, I will say, um, just to talk about Comic-Con for a little bit, I guess. Um, I've had this weird flashback thing, like I'll be at my parents' house, right? I came back from Comic-Con yesterday. My mom had done my laundry, folded it up, and put it in the room I'm staying in, which A, was a little bit awkward and weird. Um, but then today, they went to church. I was taking a nap. I was asleep, and my mom, comes in after church, door slams, and just starts talking to me at a full volume as if I was awake, and I was just like, holy shit, like, just, like, <laughs> popped off the couch, like, I was like, holy crap, What's going on? Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, that's, uh, it's been awkward and fun, but, yeah, it's, uh, my, f- I kind of had my first Comic-Con experience this time around. Um, this is my first time. <clears throat> Todd's first time, so, uh, we had our, our Comic-Con cherries popped. So, uh, what'd you think? I had a great time. I thought it was amazing. It was good. Um... Yeah, it was. I, I will say uh, one of the biggest things, and actually, Q might be able to, to tie in on this. I actually found a newfound respect and under, I know, a better understanding of cosplay. Uh, still, probably not my bag, and that's fine. But I have a better understanding being around it that much, as to why people do that and the fun it is isn't for them. And like, and I, I totally see it. I totally respect it. Um, just not my thing. You know what I mean? So, well, you just. I mean, um, you just don't like to like dress up, so. No, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't even dress up for Halloween yeah, when I was a kid. I mean, you're, you're, so. if,
0: you're, if you're not wearing t-shirts and jeans, I don't know who you are. I resemble that <laughs> remark. It was weird seeing you in a tux at your wedding.
4: That was very weird.
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, Salt Lake Comic Con, I mean, we're known for for our cosplay scene. Uh, I think probably one of the only ones out there that might rival us would be Dragon Con, which coincidentally is still going on. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's really popular. It's very, very open. Uh, there's... You know, from my experience, seeing it, there's there's not people going out there like shaming people. I mean, you've got you, like Harley Quinn was the big one this year, and we had you know thin people, medium people, big people. We had gender bent, we had twinks and
4: booty shorts. It was a lot of fun. I, I'll be honest, I did not see as many Harley Quinns as I expected.
3: Oh.
4: I, they all became zombies. Remember? Oh well, there was that too. But yes. No, but just in general, I expect to see a lot more Harlequins on the floor. One of my favorite parts of the con, actually, was uh, Cat Martin, who does uh, altered landscapes. Um, if you're not aware of her work, she uh, takes cool old uh, paintings that she finds at the thrift floor and adds geek elements to it. And she had, like, a really good location there uh, at an end cap. And since I've known Cat for a while, we went and sat and hung at her booth and just people watched as People went by, and, like, I saw some amazing cosplay. There was um, a Jareth and uh, I do don't remember the girl's name from Labyrinth— um, the Sarah Conley or no her name was Sarah yeah they were awesome Jennifer Conley that's right <laughs> thank you thank you for correcting. that's Q um, but yeah actually Q I think you really need to come out for Comic Con because like there was some entertaining comics or uh, like panels and I love the panels it was probably my favorite part of it and most interesting part but there was a few times where Dazzler came up in conversation I'm like fuck Q needs to be here Q loves the Dazzler so
0: much i the only Comic Con I've gone to is there's a, a small one, um, which I believe is now joined Awesome Con. It's called the Southern Maryland Comic Con. It was just at a convention center out here in the sticks, and um, I dressed up as Dazzler, and no one knew who I was. I don't. Th- I mean, as far as like, and like, and like the cosplays that
4: I I have done and that I do are really unknown people, but Dazzler is still she's pretty C list. Well, she is. But I'm just saying, like, like in the conversation that were happening Dazzler came up in two different ones and I was like Q's was encyclopedic knowledge of obscure X-Men characters he really should be here well and and
0: when I did do Dazzler I also did um, from the fall of the mutants I made the destiny mask and put the knife mm-hmm. through it which was which was pretty cool and everyone was just like what is that <laughs> like, what are you doing like that's so weird and I'm like obviously you just don't know you well,
1: just like, don't know thank you I um, did give you a shout out at one of my panels so I want to give you
0: that heads up uh, oh oh we're like, there's this hateful bitch that does this podcast. <laughs>
1: Actually, no. Uh, we were. Uh, it was at the the feminism, uh, queer gender uh, counterculture and uh, noncompliance. And it was supposed to be the Bitch Planet panel, but because half of us on the panel were uh, gay or trans, it didn't kind of go that way. But I met. They asked, you know, who was you know a person that kind of made you be who you are, and I mentioned that seeing pink flamingos and you know seeing Divine as someone who didn't give a fuck. Uh, help me in my coming out process, and that if I ever do a divine cosplay, I will have my good friend Q do all my work for me. So,
0: uh, absolutely for oh divine, it, it, it would be like which iconic look do you pick? Oh,
1: see, it's hard to do because I kind of like true. I like the hero with the crazy mohawk, but I kind of like the pink flamingo classic dress.
0: Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the red dress is pretty classic. Yeah, my buddy at
1: work I mean, had no clue who, who she was because he's very, very LDS. And so I just showed him the, last, the final video of uh, Pink Flamingos where she literally eats dog shit. And I think uh-huh. he, he wouldn't talk to me for a week. <laughs> he's like, that was, that was fake, right? I'm like, no, honey, they didn't have special effects back then.
0: No, and nor did they have any kind of budget for that movie. Um, but anyway, so I've, I've never been to like a really big Comic Con, and uh, my friends are always trying to get me to go, because um, there's Awesome Con, which is here in Baltimore, and then there's um Katsu Con, which is more anime, which is over at the National Harbor, um, and then of course I have like, friends in Atlanta and want me to come down for Dragon Con, and then um, you know you guys are trying to get me to come to Salt Lake. Um, I really do want to go, but usually I'm just so fucking busy yeah. with all of the other costume stuff that, that I do that it's just not, well, the- it, it just never can work out. You know, they've,
1: they've been doing two of these a year since the first one. They've got Comic-Con in proper in September, and they have what was called the fan experience in, in spring, which is kind of more focused on like TV and more pop culture and less comic stuff. Uh, they said this year they weren't going to do it because they're working on more international stuff. But then when we're leaving last night, we were pulling up the the Salt Palace is where they hold it, and the schedule says FanX 2017 uh, actually over Eddie's birthday. Oh, so when is that? Uh, they said March 16th to the 18th. When's your birthday? St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I'm the 16th. Oh yeah. First so, so, oh, yeah. so <laughs> if, if that one happened, I mean, again, it's when they actually announce it is when I'll believe it because this is a huge event, obviously. Uh, but Q, that might be one you might enjoy more because that one is about half the size of this one so it's a little bit smaller, but you still get the really good cosplay, you get some really cool guests uh, and it's a lot of
0: fun. And then when when you're a drag queen like I, I am that's also really fucking expensive and uh, like for so my Scatterbrain Halloween costume this year, I have mm-hmm. already spent at least $250 for a costume that I'm going to wear probably once
4: but we'll see if you bring it down to the con then you can wear it again. But
0: it's going to be amazing.
4: See, then you need to come come to the and use it Girl, again. I got I got my wig, my lace front,
0: in the mail the other day, and I got two bags of hair to go with it to sew in to make it nice and lush and full and amazing. Um, I'm super excited about it.
1: Speaking of lush, full, and amazing, we have a host. Oh, I, I thought I introduced
4: myself did you? Yeah. Oh, No, never mind. <laughs> did did I, I, I,
1: I, I we got lost on cosplay stuff, I, so. I, I didn't
4: know how to feel about being called lush. <laughs> full, yeah, <laughs> but... Like,
1: well,
0: here I'm uh, gonna. Yeah. I'll go ahead and have my first beer of the day. Hold on. Did you guys hear well, yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not believe that's, not, that's reversed, though? Oh, no, it's de- it's definitely my first. Oh, oh, it tastes okay. so good. Once it hits your
1: lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, my first drink was at brunch earlier. They had a, a boysenberry lemonade. Oh, that sounds good. That was a boysen- uh, oh, oh, huckleberry vodka mixed with uh, lemonade, and that was quite re- I say, refreshing.
4: I have had the weirdest drinking experience in Utah because I keep getting my bar tabs and going, holy shit, this is nothing, and then I keep thinking to myself, yeah, but I've had, like, three drinks and I'm not feeling a damn thing, so... I guess you pay for what alcohol you get. Well,
1: like you I said, you gotta you got go, there's, I won't say I'm on here because I don't want him to get in trouble, but the loophole, like I mentioned to you two, uh, it's so Q, when you get here, this is your loophole to get lots more booze in your drink. Uh, anything that they label and they literally take like a Sharpie and write flavoring on it, they can free pour. So, like I've said before, we went to Johnny's uh, somewhere on second. <laughs> During Pride, a Pride Parade a couple years ago and I ordered a Long Island iced tea. I literally got a glass of vodka with three ice, a glass of tequila with three ice cubes in it.
4: Yeah.
1: And I was like, well, thank you very much. I didn't really want a glass of tequila, but that's, it's, the, the thought's nice. I, yeah.
4: So, uh, the Mormon Church owns this mall in uh, Salt Lake called City Creek Mall and we, the other day went to, Shitty uh, Creek. Shitty Creek. Yeah. So, we went to the, um, Oh, fuck, what's that place called? Oh, it's the um... Cheesecake Factory. Thank you, Amy. Uh, <laughs> Cheesecake that, Factory. No, but so, okay, so A, it's ordered by the Mormon Church, so of course I had to order Long Island iced tea. So I had my first Long Island iced tea there because I've never had one before. Oh, how that? Yeah, how was I, that? It, it was fine, but I didn't, I didn't feel a fucking thing. So, like,
0: Girl, you gotta have like six of those before you feel anything.
4: Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've seen video of Todd on a couple of Long Island ice teas, and it was not pretty.
2: Well, that <laughs> was before Facebook, and those don't exist.
4: <laughs> I'm sure someone still has them on an old
1: phone somewhere. What happens on MySpace stays on MySpace. <laughs> yeah.
2: My that Space. was probably even
4: pre-Friendster, man. Uh, so. The
2: Bloodhound Gang concert, and yeah. Try to drink as much as I saw that Yeah. I have no memory
4: of that. No, we had this friend who we referred to as Shovelhead um because he had like a he had his head had an indent from like a childhood uh, deformity. deformity of some kind and so it looked like in, in a cartoon someone would come and hit him over the head with a shovel and it just left an indent on the side of his head so we referred to him as shovel head and once he found out we called him shovel head he goes that's awesome we're like really he goes i normally get called like alien head and He goes shovel much more fun so I referred <laughs> to him as, like i don't i think i probably knew him for a year before we found out his real name was Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor Shovelhead. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, speaking of... No, Shovelhead has nothing to do with this. Um, So this week we are doing Exo Man of War, um, which is from the Valiant uh, comic book series. uh, Or comic book line. So, um... So I'll give you a little backstory as to how I got into this and kind of why we're doing this. A, we're doing this book because it's short, and we've been busy at Comic-Con all weekend, and Q's obviously hungover, and we wanted something that was easy to read. So uh, this will be a quick read for you. In fact, it's probably fast enough that if you literally have not read it now, and you started reading it now, by the time we're through with our little spoilers dance, you probably will finish it, because it's like four issues, it's really short. Um, but so I've started going to this new comic shop um, called uh, Comics TNT or uh, Toons and Toys or Toys and Tunes—I don't remember which. Um, but uh, they—the guy who works there—had noticed that you know this comic book line was his not was not his best selling. So he decided, and I've actually been to comic stores that I've never I've never actually seen this line of comics before. So he started reading it to try to get a better idea as to the storyline and see if he could help sell it a little bit better. And so he kind of recommended this first book to me. He's like, hey, you know what? If you kind of like this kind of stuff, you know, this is kind of interesting. I'm not normally a big superhero guy. But so this is from uh, the 2012 relaunch. Basically the way, the briefest of histories, and I'll probably mess it up a little bit. So I apologize for it, but the Valiant comics, it started out, it was um, a, f- a few former members of Marvel who started their own comic line. So it, like Marvel and DC, it is a completely interfaced comic universe kind of thing. Um, so characters cross over and, you know, they all so, so what you would think of with the Marvel universe, the DC universe, where Batman can show up in a Superman book in theory and all that kind of stuff, Valiant has the same thing going on. And uh, Exo Man of War uh, is the first book in their launch. They launched about three at the same time. I think there was Hardbringer. Um, and I can't remember the other one that opened up, so I apologize. Um, I think it might have been Bloodshot.
2: Yeah. Th- Archer. Armstrong, yeah, they're the three big ones. Harbinger, Bloodshot, Exo Man
4: War. Yep, those are those are the three big ones. But so Exo Man War was the beginning of it, and so you can actually, which I don't know. If, I mean, you could probably try to do this if you're a really big Marvel DC fan you can actually look up online and you can read the entire universe in order. Like you can, there is a trade paperback reading order that you can start, you know, following through on it. Um, Which is actually kind of cool. I'm not certain if I'm gonna be crazy enough to try that, but I have enjoyed Exo Manowar. Spoiler alert, so I'm gonna, I was hoping to get the next book. Uh, before I came out here, and then you know, life got in the way. Um, so, so, anyways, it kind of sounds
1: like the the whole Dark Tower thing with Stephen King, because a little bit, yeah. The, uh, the Dark Tower series isn't just the books in the series; it's like there's actually an order to go through and read, where there will be one chapter of like the state, uh, like not the stand, but like Tommyknockers, yeah, that has something important to do with the whole story. And my buddy Brooks has read like all 28 books. Oh, really? That he, yeah, he's insane.
4: Well, I've been reading the uh, the Dark Tower comic book series. Mm-hmm. Um, which has some of the most beautiful art you've ever seen um, and it's interesting they, they show some of how they do the digital like uh, art in the back and how they do the backgrounds of that which is actually pretty cool um, So anyway, so yeah, Exomen Man of War um, I will give you the briefest of previews and then we will dive into our little spoiler dance um, Basically what it is is um, It is the Visigoths They are being attacked by Rome and probably everybody else in the known world at that point in time And they're fighting Rome which they think is their worst uh, possible uh, People to have to fight And then suddenly, of course, they end up on an alien ship and then are slaves on an alien planet. Um, And so uh, now being slaves on an alien planet, uh, they have to figure out how to get off off the planet um, or get the aliens off. I mean, whatever you can do to get yourself out of it, I guess. Um, So uh, eventually what ends up happening is is that, uh, well, I don't know if I'm going to spoil it to you, but you're going to look at the front cover and you'll realize that there's a sci-fi element to it. But basically, the guy ends up getting a pseudo... Iron Man-esque suit that has some uh, has some similarities to a few other superheroes that you've uh, run into. Uh, there's a little bit of Green Lantern in there, there's a little bit of Thor in there, um, there's a little bit of uh, everything. So I mean it's a, a fun book, a quick little read, and if you've started reading it already, you might be done. Um, anybody else have uh, anything else to add? No, that, that
1: sums it up as far as before a pretty we quick little sum up. two bars so. though.
4: Cool, so um, Q, uh, you have uh, shots ready? Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me open up my vodka. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, ready. Okay, so uh, this is your time to read it. If you want to pause it with the amazing thing that is modern technology, um, we'll wait. Uh, it's a magic little thing. We'll just kind of hang out. Um, we'll uh, sit here in a limbo where uh, nothing really happens, and it's you know it's not good. It's not bad. We'll just we'll just be in limbo. And then uh, when you press play again, we'll come back and uh, we'll get into spoilerific detail about Exo Man of War. Um, so we will see you on the flip side
3: If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Welcome to Intermission.
0: Oh, raspberries. I had some raspberry vodka. Delicious. <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs> intermission
4: I'm making a mess over here because I'm trying to eat with my left hand because I'm holding the mic with my right hand Welcome back, I hope you enjoyed the book. Um, I'm gonna give you a little uh, background before we jump into this too heavily. Um, so uh, the writer of this is a guy named uh, Robert v- uh, Venditti. What I thought was interesting is, is that part of the way he got into writing was he, uh, he met a guy at a con, and uh, they were having issues with the distributor. so this guy basically kind of ended up volunteering and working for their uh, warehouse. And in turn, he ended up writing a book for um, the comic, uh, The Surrogates, which was made into a movie with Bruce Willis. He actually wrote that book. That was the beginning of kind of his career. And uh, he's done a few things uh, going along. So uh, after, so he did that in about 2005 is when Surrogates came out. Um, and then uh, he and it became a film in 2009. By 2012, he started doing X-O Man of War. And now he's uh, kind of working on uh, the Green Lantern, the Green Lantern Corps, so he's worked, taken over on that stuff. Um, and then the art's by Kerry uh, Nord, who is uh, who is one. Let's see, I remember I wrote this down somewhere. Uh, but he's worked on like Daredevil and X Men and Conan the Barbarian and that kind of stuff. But the interesting thing is, is that in 2012 he was one. Of the, he's the first person signed up to be an exclusive artist for ba- uh, Valiant Comics. So he works just for Valiant and he signed that contract for it. So. Warning, you're entering spoiler
3: territory. Don't say I didn't warn you.
4: I'm going to read to you from the book of Wikipedia, um, chapter 5, verse 9. Oh, Lord, bless this thy name. <laughs> um, so basically what ends up happening is, so you have this character, whose name is, I believe it's Eric, it's spelled with an A. Yeah.
0: Um,
4: so he is sort of the king of the Visigoths, and kind of has a Thor kind of... No, he's not the
0: king. Well, but he's like the,
4: the, he's like the strong fighter or something or other. Yes. Uh, he's just, he's, he's the nephew of the prince. Nephew of the prince. Yeah.
0: Nephew of the prince. I just read this this morning. I I think most of us (laughs) did, to be honest with
4: you. Um, I mean, I I read it a few days ago because before I recommended it, but um, also that gave me enough time to uh, stall and go get um, the uh, summary. So I just missed the first paragraph. Okay, so uh, Eric of Darcia is heir to the throne of the Visigoth people, um, and they have never known peace, they've always been in battle, and uh, he was raised under the oppressive thumb of the Roman Empire in the 5th century Europe. Um, His entire life was a never-ending series of campaigns against Rome. Um, And uh, it's basically, um, he's fighting Rome and he thinks that's the worst thing happened until uh, a brutal race of alien colonizers known as the Vine. Um, He's abducted in the middle of the night while on a scouting raid. Um, and he's taken to the far reaches of space. And Eric and his father Visigoths are held cap- uh, captive and are uh, slaves for, uh, uh, for the vine, which is kind of a cool name. Does but it explain why they post so many short videos? Uh, it doesn't, but I think they're like offset of the Borg actually, so they try to assimilate. So, after years of captivity as a slave, um, he leads a revolt against his alien captors, and when he is storming their uh, temple, he ends up stealing the most powerful relic, the Shanahara, uh, and it's a, it's a yeah it's a sentient exo man of war armor so it's sort of it's like the Iron Man armor except for like the Green Lantern um, ring it has to choose uh, the person who ends up getting it and most people earlier in the book they had shown uh, soldiers uh, for the vine being put into it as a great honor but it ends up actually killing them so uh so he's one of the first he's one of first beings in living memory to survive that process of being turned into um the biden's most powerful weapon so basically their most powerful weapon has now been turned against them um uh and then with a christian counterattack, they basically escape and he goes back to earth once he returns to earth um he learns that due to the effects of time distillation it is now one thousand six hundred years past since he was abducted so he's now in the 21st century um, and he's, I mean, obviously bummed about the loss of his family, um, and he, uh, that's basically where this book ends, is him figuring out, oh shit, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Um, and then... So the, on- the only thing that you skipped was their um, the Vine and the
0: colonizing are body snatchers where they replace... They replaced kids with their own that children. That is right,
1: okay. And yeah. I'd actually... And then, so, I'd about so that, that yeah.
0: So that the, at the end of the book, um, the Vine contacts their agents on Earth. Yeah, there's a guy in bed with two girls, of course, because that's the way it has to be, apparently. That guy just seems like he just wants to have a good time. An oh,
1: there's, there's a couple guys out there, too, so... You know what?
4: That's your thing, man. Rock on.
0: I mean, if I were an alien... Uh, trapped on earth, what else would I do? Is he having a good time, or is he spreading his seed, like, for the aliens? Well, butt babies don't live, so I don't know. They don't live? Butt babies don't live.
4: Butt babies don't live? Butt babies. Well, I'm not talking about the guys I'm talking about the girls. Um, The guys might be for fun, the girls might be for prosperity. um, But, um, uh,
0: my my question, like the for what's next, I want to know whether or not this guy, is, like what, what a, of how long the vine live, because I want to know if this guy is one of the children who were abducted from the Visigoths, or if uh-huh. he is just you know, hence you know, just a, a progeny of those people. Because I, I think that would be <laughs> interesting that if yeah. those people also lived you know a long time. It an- kind
1: of feels like it, it makes you feel like he's the one they show in the very beginning
0: being oh, changed over. Yeah, yeah, because they're definitely showing interest in his, in who he mm-hmm. is.
4: And that they, there's somehow, I mean, it might be a thing where he might be the son of the guy, it might be, you know, he was friend, foe, who knows. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll probably come into play later. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, um, but yeah, that. So I'm just gonna, so I have a
0: bit of a different cocktail this week, and okay. um... I, I thought that since this story took place originally in northern Italy and um, there's the, this whole kind of time, so I decided to go with a wine this week. Oh nice, okay. So there is a wine called Bar- Barbaresco and it is from northern Italy which is where um, Eric is from. And it also takes 20 years. It can take anywhere from two to 20 years to ferment, so it's like a little time displacement. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, and also, I thought a wine would be good since the villains are called the Vine. Um, oh, see. So, so I'm thinking. I'm queue. thinking. I'm I'm going in <laughs> outside of the box here with that one. But anyway, yeah. So I I thought that would that was an interesting thing to do, and you know, some some little different to to mix it up. Um, okay. But I, I, I thought this was like classic good comic books. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, When I, I kind of figured that when, um, because I knew eventually he was gonna have to come back to Earth. But I I was like, I was like, oh, I bet he comes back to modern times because obviously if they go into deep space, by the time he travels back. um, Yeah but 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 then what's really weird and gets confusing because if you really start this is when, when my friends um, say just um, drink for, for trying to make sense of it uh-huh. but like so if the commander who captured him is still on his ship and he's in contact with all of those other people on earth it's like because for, for him it's only been a few years but like it's been a thousand years on earth like anyway it just starts to hurt your brain <laughs> if you like okay. try, if you, once again drink for trying to make sense uh-huh. um, but anyway it was fun it was cool I mean I i would I would like to see more with like you know me personally and you know all of the shit I have to do in the next few months I don't think I'm going to get to it anytime soon
4: well and I plan on reading a few of these so I'll give you a recommendation if it's worth continuing on
0: Valiant originally came out in the early 90s and was mm-hmm. this huge launch and I remember Wizard Uh, magazine was a big proponent of theirs because they were just trying to you know because that was also the same time as Image was coming out and so like everybody was oh let's do all these new things since you know we don't need to just read um, DC and Marvel Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason it just never really caught on I remember yeah, I remember that it had that there were the same line of books there was um Bloodshot, and Ray, and Ninjack. Well at least I think it's Ray, R- R-A-I, I don't know, is that how you pronounce that? And uh, Harbinger. Um, so, I mean, there were all those books, so I I think it's interesting that they're bringing them all back, um, sort of, like, re- rejuvenating the old line. Um, uh-huh. But I to me, I'm just wondering, well, if they failed the first time, why would you continue to bring it back? I have- but, but, I mean, but it's oh. the same reason, like, you know, Gambit has, like, four... Ongoing series that never worked out. So,
4: well, I have a weird theory on part of that. Sucks. I'm surprised Q hasn't told you to watch your poor mouth on that. <laughs> um, I,
0: I literally can't hear when people are responding. Oh, so. I'm sorry. Okay, it's, so. it's, it's, it's not that I'm ignoring
4: you. I just actually can't hear you. So, it's, it's just you feel that what you say is more important. Than you're going to plow through. It's fine. We uh, get it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I think um, actually, I, I sometimes wonder if part of the issue is the actual name of the comic book line because it might just be my weird sort of sense, but I heard the name com- like Valiant, and I thought, okay, they're either associated with the uh, Prince Valiant comic strips, which was always the most boring part of the Sunday comic strip paper, and I always skip past that, well, that or- That Mary Worth. Or Mary Worth, yeah, super boring adult shit that I didn't care about, or for some reason it almost had like a slightly religious tone to it, and I'm like, I don't need no Jesus in my comic books. Like, I don't, I don't care, not my bag. I, I guess so. Like I almost was steering a little bit clear, and then like when this guy was trying to sell me, I'm like, "I'll get one. I'll check it out." And I actually I liked it, but I almost I almost wonder if that's part of the problem. Q, one thing I did read, that I thought you might find interesting is that a lot of your former writers from uh, uh, what is that, uh, Wizard Comics, ended up actually going uh, to work for Valiant recently. Very cool. Um, so like that, there's a lot of like there was a, a thing I was reading about that. A lot of the, the former Wizard people are actually at Valiant now, so that's kind of an interesting little side note for you. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so uh, since I'm the one babbling on right now, I'll uh, I'll give you my co- uh, my uh, cocktail. Uh, my cocktail is actually the Man of War, um, which I was reading the girl who posted on her blog because I stole this off of her blog, and she had been partying with her girlfriends in Park City, and this had become their jam. So. Um, Anyway, so, uh, but it is the Man of War cocktail. It's four ounces of, she notes, a good quality bourbon or your favorite rye whiskey, cause you know, heaven forbid. Um, two ounces of Concho, one ounce of sweet vermouth, and one freshly squeezed lemon juice, and uh, some cherries and lemon peel for garnish. Um, and like she goes into like some serious details of, like wrap a handful of ice cubes in a clean towel and using a rolling pin, or muddler. Tap on the ice until it's broken and crushed. Okay, so you fucking need crushed ice. Got it, hipster. Your fridge does that. Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, divide the ice among the rock glasses and set aside. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then take the muddler and shove it up your pussy. I know, like, holy shit. It's uh, Basically, okay, so you shake those ingredients together and you strain into a cocktail glass. But she wrote like four paragraphs to get to that fucking point, which I, but I just thought it was very funny. Um, yeah, I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's a very simple story, and there's really not, like, uh, I like it, it's interesting, there's not a lot of, like, deep, like, oh, what do you think this means, because it's also, it's an origin story, essentially, which I did like about the fact that it's, it's a fairly quick origin story, I mean, it's a, it's, and it, it does play in some tropes, you know, it's a man displaced, it's a suit of armor that makes him strong, he rejuvenates him, uh, he's the chosen one, uh, protecting his people, I mean, it, it has a lot of standard tropes you used to, so it's not... If you've read comic books before, you're not gonna be shocked by <coughs> anything that's in this book. But it is fun. I I want, I am interested in continuing on reading and like I said before, fortunately I didn't have enough time to pick up more. Um, but I dug it.
1: I think uh, my only really big complaint with it's not even a big complaint, it's a small complaint with this story is that the whole point that the armor chooses him over everyone else is because it goes like what the bravest and you know the best warrior there is uh-huh. and they spend most of the second book explaining like oh he's gonna plan this takeover he's gonna plan a, re- a rebellion mm-hmm. we already kind of saw he was a badass in the very first yeah. half of the first issue i mean he went and not only you know single-handedly stormed the romans mm-hmm. he also single-handedly stormed the aliens yeah i mean this guy's obviously a badass we don't need an extra you know 25 30 pages Explaining, like, oh hey, he really is a badass. I would have liked to have seen maybe shorten that up, and then you get an extra couple of pages at the end to kind of show how everything starts playing out on Earth nowadays. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's an origin story, but it really, really has originitis and doesn't. The, the story, I mean, you, you, okay, man gets captured by alien, man escapes with power suit, something, something, something. Next issue. I mean it was there was yeah. no
4: it was just really, really bare bones as far as that plot goes. But um, Yeah, there's also not a ton of dialogue in this book. That's part of the reason why it's such a quick read, is that like it's like image image, couple words, image, image, which I mean it's fine that uh, you know the letter probably got away with not having to do as much, so good for him, I guess. Nice one, easy gig for him.
1: There were a lot of images of aliens getting their heads cut off and just green goos going everywhere. Yeah. So that goes to my drink, which I have called Alien Icor. However you pronounce that Alien word. Alien I i Icor i Or i It's I-C-H-O-R. It's, it means either gross, nasty blood stuff, or it could be the blood of the gods, depending on okay. what your translation nice. is. But it's, uh, That's it's... a vocabulary word for your yeah, kids. I uh,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> It is uh, one part Midori, one part uh, Malibu rum or any kind of coconut rum, and one part of pineapple juice. You shake that over ice and straight into a martini glass. And it has like nice kind of lime greenish, off-green color.
2: Okay. So, Mr. Adam here and I must have been thinking something similar. Oh. Uh, well, no, not just in the, the thought process. What we don't cover in the story is um, the main character, arc when he is not behaving while he's on this alien ship, gets his left hand cut off. Uh-huh. Yeah, he survives it, but, and then later on, his power suit grows a back, per se, kind of looks Skywalker-ish. So, but I was looking up something, and I call it the uh, left stump, is the name of this screen. Okay. In honor of that. But, what it is, it's um, two ounces of applejack brandy, uh, a little bit of fresh lemon juice, teaspoon of sugar, put that in a cocktail shaker over ice, and then you put it in your uh, highball glass and you just top it off with so the water. So, it's a nice apple soury drink mix, but it's called the Left Stump. Left
4: Stump. So okay. So, yeah. Okay. What's your uh, reviews on this? You
2: know, reading this book is reading it this morning.
4: As we all did. As, as we all, all did. We <laughs> all, we're, all
2: were all a Comic-Con all great, weekend. we were yeah. we doing this late in the afternoon, so we had time to read it today. Yay! It was an origin story. It was fun. It was quick. But it also seems to be trying to, like, establish the universe to stay. We did a decent job of showing, as I was just trying to doing it, is, this is a new thing, and yet it still feels good. Okay. And I kind of liked. That per se, there's a lot of bits of here and there, but I mean, going back to the physical and ancient One, and then going into this future, or the aliens pick him up, and you have bits of a change when it's going on, and he comes back there in this future. So you have a great you're a fish out of water in this new world as a main character, and launching of the whole new universe, you just as much as a fish out of water and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, as you're going and going further, it really makes it the perfect vehicle to explain and go through this new world and stuff we to go through it. and there's not an assumption of, oh, you don't know the backstory of the Gambit. Gotcha.
4: Yeah.
2: So that it was, there was, there was a simplicity to it, but the way they approached it, the structure felt nice and it wasn't making any hard assumptions. But expecting the reader to come along with it. Yeah. That was
4: good, yeah. So well, I yeah. really enjoyed this concept. Cool. Yeah, and no, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna pick up, as probably wanna get back, uh, i fly back to California tomorrow and I'll probably hit the comic shop on Tuesday and,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, check out uh, the next book and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, cool. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if we have much more to discuss on this because it's a pretty simple book. Uh, mm-hmm. Q, do you have anything else you want to bring up? or anything? Um,
0: I, I mean, I, I thought that it was kind of paced out well. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there there was some... Even though, yes, we had to have, like, the two... Like, what Adam was talking about, where it's like, yes, we already know that he's going to be badass and, like, bust out of jail or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought that it was paced well. I, I was glad that, like, he didn't immediately get the suit... In issue one, um, I thought I thought that was that was good, but we still saw what the suit was. Uh-huh. Um, I did, uh, and, and and I know that it's just you know it's introducing everything. I w- did want more information about the vine. I, I wanted to know what like why they weren't like feeding their slaves. It's like <laughs> like a bunch of fucking douchebags. I think I think
1: that they were alluding to the fact that they had. Remember, they were like, "Anyone know what we do with the dead
0: bodies?" Oh, okay. Well, no, I, I, I thought that they just put them in the compost. That that was the fertilizer. Oh.
1: I, maybe, or maybe it's a bit of both. I don't know. That just or, or it, it could be it could be both. Um, why why not both? Um, it
0: was it was it was fun. I mean, I, I would I would keep reading it if I had the time, um, but you know. Whatever. Have a glass of wine. Read a comic book.
4: Bob, do you have any are you, any other final thoughts? Any things? No,
2: I think I've pretty much shared it. The um, you know, the valiant. I never heard of valiant before looking at this either, and I had much of a similar thought process with Prince Valiant.
4: Yeah. Maybe they should have picked
2: a different name. Maybe they thought it would have gone above or beyond that. And I get it. It's a No, it's kind of like thinking, oh, if we put the store here at this corner, it should do awesome, Mm -hmm. but it never does, and it's cycle through every six months. So the name Valiant, it came from Valiant, really had no meaning for me, and it continues not to. Yeah. In this regard. But the four issues in and of themselves were um, a wonderful initial tasting, and it left me wanting more. So in this regard, I consider this book a success. The art was good. there was nothing too crazy detailed about it it was fun but it was um, it was well executed and it was solid and really at the end of the day how was this book and the answer is it's a, it's a solid book mm-hmm. is there anything that's revolutionary or new or like oh this one moment is awesome you've got to read it for this panel and you know it once you get there yeah that doesn't
4: exist. No, but it's, it's 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 solid it's
2: a very solid story and there's nothing really wrong with it but there it was it's I don't see it standing test of time it just falls away. Uh, at the end of the day I, I think well, it, it's really I enjoyed it and it's nothing against it per se but it's not playing with any tropes yeah. it's not doing it on its head it's as Valiant as something in trying to of the DC Marvel and we're going to be another shared universe expanded universe including our flex why what makes you different mm-hmm. i'm waiting for what makes
1: you different yeah, Let me, I you okay. yeah and, and looking at the synopsis even on this trade paperback or whatever you have on the digital mm-hmm. it starts mentioning things about oh he's coming back to this world with like eternal beings and telegraphic you know telepathic teenagers I'm like uh, what the fuck was this in- yeah I, it's not in this book yeah don't mm-hmm. put stuff in a book that's not in it you know it's, or even if you're just writing the introduction like it's one of the, the guys from Painted Cool News, uh, I think it might have been his introduction, but it's like, yeah, maybe there's more story coming along, but don't tease things that aren't in your book.
4: Yeah, I think, I think the big question about this book is, I think individually, I think Todd, you're right, I don't think it'll send the time, except for the fact of how it fits into the greater whole with their universe of how that stands up, and I think that's kind of what it is. Uh, does anybody have any recommendations? Oh, Q, do we have you back? I'm trying to stay. Hello. Hey, there you are. Yay, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm back. <laughs> Where
4: are you? Do, you, uh, do you have any final thoughts on this? I think. Uh, um, Can you try to repeat what you were trying to say beforehand? It's, whatever I said, I'm sure it was a bunch
0: of shit, so it's fine. I, okay. I mean, just, I, yeah, I, I could hear you guys the, kind of the same. Like, it's a fun book, but it's not anything super crazy or different or exciting. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah this is kind of fun. Uh, to me, th- this is like um, summer blockbuster stuff where it's like, yay, stuff exploded. Things are exciting, but, you know, I'm not going to go pay eight bucks to see it again.
4: Okay. Yeah, and I, and, and like we were discussing earlier, I, I think it's, and I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue reading just cause I'm interested enough in it, um, to see what 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 the overall universe is kind of like, and I'm kind of interested in the idea of of uh, reading a universe from the get go and the, the whole fucking thing, if that's possible. I might lose my mind and not make it that far. We can, we'll see how I how I have, how it stands mm-hmm. that time for me. Uh, so cool, Adam. Do you have any thoughts
1: or? Uh, no, I, I I had fun with it. It was it was definitely interesting even though it's kind of playing with some of the same stuff we've seen before from mm-hmm. Marvel and DC. Uh, one I'll, I, I will check out more stuff, but again, we, we we keep on talking about books, like, oh, this is cool, I want to read more. This is one of those, but it's not as high on my list as, say, more or more DMV or, yeah. or some other stuff that we, we dove into that I'm, I'm really excited to learn more of.
4: You know what this actually kind of reminded me of, and it was kind of, a, uh, I went to, uh, one of the panels I went to at Comic-Con uh, was on the, like, it was like the history of comic books from, like, the 1970s. And one of the things that they were talking about was, like, there was there was this old lady who was being like, I just don't like modern comic books and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of were like, okay, I get it. Like, comic books were less serious back in the day, and they are kind of fun. And, and one of the guys um, who was talking, I believe it was Trent Huntsaker, does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he does a, a podcast on the Spodcast Network. Um, he was talking about the fact that, like, when he reads comic books before he goes to bed, he reads old comic books because they don't get his brain going too much. And, like, yeah, hard just... to... Not not necessarily that they put him to sleep, but like like, it's simple and you can read it and you're not going to be staying up all night thinking about the political ramifications of DMZ or, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. And so I feel like this might fall into that kind of book where it's like, this might be a nice little bedtime story to read every so often and, you know, not not have to take too seriously. But we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Q, do you have any recommendations? Um... No, okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm so bad at this. Okay. I'll, I'll, during
0: our little break in between recordings, I'll try to go figure some shit out. Um, but uh, no, I, I I honestly haven't had any time to really do or read anything new. Uh-oh. So aside from the books that. That we have. Um, I am excited. I ordered a while ago um, the Wicked and the Divine, which I know Brian, you said you would got a while ago. Um, friends of mine have just been talking all about it for forever, and so I'm trying to fit fit in the first book here pretty soon. So that's all.
4: Okay. Sounds good. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm trying to think of I like everybody else. I've been busy, but I will say. Um, Todd and I went to a fun panel yesterday that uh, discussed uh, an old um, anime that we love called Cowboy Bebop and has kind of revitalized, oh yeah, I need to go back and, and check that out. So if you're not familiar with Cowboy Bebop, um, even if you're not familiar with anime in general, it is actually a really good gateway drug to anime which they all kind of discussed. It's a fun uh, anime. Um, it's, it's really good. It's, um, it plays a lot with sort of the, uh, uh, the Bounty Hunter and Mafia uh, genre, but it's sort of in space. Um, kind of like a, if you like Firefly there's a likelihood you may be interested as well in Cowboy uh, uh, Bebop but it's it's fun the music's cool they interface with the music very well um, and uh, I'm taking the easy way out and recommending that because it's off the top of my head right now uh, Adam do you
1: have any recommendations? Um, to be honest right now I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with Q it's been a busy busy weekend yep. going you know, again backwards and forwards in time like we've been uh, so I'll, I'll try to think of something up to during the break but be completely honest. Tired <laughs> as hell.
4: Yeah, we all got Uh Todd, you got anything?
2: I do. Um, so this is a book from Vertigo called *The Unmen*. Get your freak on is the name of the first trade, and it's a cross between a uh, traveling freak show, the animation from the last half of *Akira*, and a little bit of Ninja Turtles and just weirdness. Okay. Yeah, it is goofy and weird. And- you'd probably
0: hate it. (laughs) Hate it. It's
2: a lot of fun. It's just kind of strange and you're reading this and you're going, what's going on? I mean, it's got this whole moment where it's a cross between Master Blaster and then the dude from Total Recall living inside his gut and it's being the ruler of everything. But The young men, John Whelan, Mike Hawthorne are the creators of it. It's a vertigo comic get
4: your freak on. Read The unman. It's Halloween's coming up. This is a good for that. Era. And I have books for two to read. <laughs> Do-da, Cool. Um, so I think we'll call that uh, for this week. Um, next week we are doing, and by next week for us, I mean we're recording in a few minutes, um, but next week we're going to be doing uh, The Pro by uh, Garth Ennis and um, who did the art? What's her name? Connor. And the Connor, who also I found out is uh, married to the, um, the uh, inker. Uh, which is kind of interesting, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's going to be Q's favorite book. I guarantee you, you will have you will Q will not have a more glowing recommendation for any other book on this show ever than the Pro. He has already texted us. He loves it. He's gloating about it. Um, he is truly, truly, so in love with this book. Um, and this was a recommendation originally for Todd from Todd welcomer or- um, um, and uh, I will. Do you want to give a quick, uh, non spoilery preview? I mean, it's pretty simple to explain. It's basically a, a parody of the superhero genre, whereas a, a character similar to the Watcher, but it's not the Watcher, he's the lawyer. Um, he gives a prostitute superpowers, and uh, and uh, wackiness ensues. Um, uh, and that's you know, and the NQ loved every, every moment of it. Uh, so outside of that, uh, You know, gird your loins and prepare for that kids, says I'm trying to prepare for it.
3: for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at Firewatercast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, Keep your bartender well, and stay hydrated.